God impressed upon me to bring out about the faithfulness, the dedication, and the willingness of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to not waver from their service to God. But God had me put a little different spin on it of they were faithful because they believed in something. And in the sermon, God said, tell the people, do you have head knowledge or heart knowledge? And I said, if you have head knowledge, you need to do a 18-inch transfer here to here. When the service was over, one of the ladies of our team came up to me, not from our church, and said, you know, for years and years, I've had it here. Now, I have it here. Worth the whole trip. That one person. Don't know what effect it had on the Haitian people. Or the kids that we administered to. But one of our American team. Said I've had it for here, here for years. Now I have it here. Because I shared with them, as God said, you can have it here. You're not going to get there. When you put it here, you'll be there. Tonight, sixth chapter of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. We find... That it's another story that we probably are familiar with. We could recite it. Our children could tell us about it. But we find that in Daniel chapter 6, we find that if you look at Daniel chapter 6, it's about the life of Daniel and his experience Of again, being willing not to waver from what he knew he needed to be about in serving God. And the experience here, as we look at Daniel chapter 6, the first three verses we find is telling about how Daniel had gained great great favor with the king. In fact, he was basically the number one. They called him a president in the scripture. Well, there was other presidents of that land. 
that didn't like Daniel. How many times do we today, when we're living and we're doing what God is asked us to do, what we know that we're supposed to be about doing, people don't like us? Praise the Lord. Because if we're doing something that God has told us to do, Satan is going to raise up all kinds of different individuals, different circumstances, different tribulations and temptations and stuff to stop what we are to be about. And you know when that's happening, we need to stand back and smile. Through those tribulations and that trouble and those trials when people are trying to, that Satan is really at war and at battle with us, we need to sit back and smile and say, praise the Lord. Because that means we're doing something right. You ever thought about that? That in your troubles, that in the problems that sometimes you're having, is not because you're doing anything wrong, it's because you're doing everything right. In pastoring churches, a lot of times you'd have things going on. And you know, that's something that is unique about Miles Road. I haven't seen a squabble. <laughs> and I've been in them. Been right in the middle of them. Trying to keep peace and things going on in the church that wasn't, shouldn't be going on. But when you make, take a stand for what God has said you need to be doing and what you need to be about, and you get opposition, and you know that's what God wants you to do and what you're supposed to be about, and you get the opposition, praise God! Because we're doing something Right. We find here that the ones that didn't like Daniel, they plotted against him. They wanted him out of the picture. They wanted him out of the way. And if you've ever been in a situation here in this world even today, people wished you would go away because of the stand that you take. And the belief that you live for God, they plotted and used the king to bring about the demise of Daniel. They went to king and said, hey, you need to, how about creating a decree? You sign off on it that for the next 30 days, anybody that prays to a God without your approval, king, is thrown into the den with the lions. Hmm. You ever seen a friendly lion? The lions in this time, we find, were kept kind of like in a cave area because they did sport with them. They'd turn them loose into the Colosseums with men that they wanted to see killed and watch them maul them. Kill them. They didn't feed them very often, so the lions that were in this den were hungry. You throw a piece of fresh meat in there and they probably fought over it. 
Huh, Daniel was fresh meat. So what did Daniel do? Daniel knew the decree had been signed. Daniel knew the decree that the king had put in place by the demise for the people that were trying to do his demise. But every day, Daniel had a window that looked towards Jerusalem in his home. He always had that window open. And he'd kneel three times a day and pray to God. These men knew that. So what happened after the decree? Daniel went to his room, his prayer room. He knelt down and he prayed. Morning, noon, and night. Diligent, faithful, willing to put his life on the line because he knew that's what he needed to do because how do we talk to God? How do we know what God wants us to do? How we know how, how God can reveal the scriptures to us is through prayer. Through seeking out God, talking to Him, just as you and I talk. Praying to Him for guidance, for strength. This is the reason that Daniel gained so much popularity with the king. Because when Daniel said and did things... Results happened. Why? He had God on his side. You and I have the same God that Daniel had. He's the same God today as he was then and will be tomorrow. So if we'll seek out God and pray and look into his word, we can know the message. We can know the things that God wants us to do with our lives. Daniel was faithful. Didn't change his routine one bit. Even though he knew that starting that day, for the next 30 days, no one could pray to any god without getting the king approval. You know, I'm going to think for Daniel a second. Daniel thought, why should I ask the king to do what the ultimate king has said I need to do. I already got approval from the king. God. Seek him out. He prayed. Instantly, these men went to king. Hey, King Darius, do you realize that Daniel that you have that's from the children of Judah? Is praying three times a day? Did he get your approval? They knew he didn't. You gotta throw him into the lion's den. That's what the decree says. Well, we find that the king, uh oh, I've been taken. Because he trusted Daniel. He relied on Daniel. 
Because he knew he could go to Daniel and get the truth. And get the facts. That's something that people, when they talk to us and see us, and they ask us something, they should be able to get the truth and get the facts. And that what we live our lives about and what we speak with our tongues are matched together. Dad used to make a statement. A picture is worth a thousand words. But a picture without words really can be a mistaken picture. In our Sunday school class this morning, I got to share this story with the class, with you that I shared with the class this morning. Talked about a young man that worked for a company, and he went to an evangelistic event or revival one night, and he got saved, gave his life to Jesus. Went to work the next morning, and the first beeline he met was to his boss's office. He said, "Guess what happened to me last night?" I come to know this one called Jesus. And my life is so much different. And I feel so much different in my life. And this, his boss says, you know, I'm a Christian too. I've been praying for you for years. That this would happen. And the employee says, do what? I'm kind of paraphrasing this just a little bit. But he said... Why didn't you share it with me? Why didn't you tell me about this? He says, I have admired you for years. How well-mannered you were. How you handled yourself. How things went so well for you. And I thought to myself, if he can do it, I can do it. And he said, all the time, it's because you've known this Jesus, I just come to know. You see, sometimes we live a life, people can see that life, but if we don't utter with our mouths the same words that represents that life, does it really have the effect? Daniel lived his life with prayer. So guess what? King throw Daniel in the lion's den. Didn't hear no growling. Didn't hear no breaking of teeth or and scrambling and everything like that. The King Darius didn't sleep that night because he realized what the people had created and what they had done to somebody that he knew was close to God. Didn't sleep. Early the next morning, the scripture tells us, That he runs to the mouth of the cave, the lion's den, 
And you know, I can just sing King Darius. And he, he says, Daniel! Here comes Daniel. Just walking out of the lion's den. He looks at him just like I'm looking at Brother Keith right here. He says, you okay? Well, yeah, I'm fine, King. You sure you're not hurt? Well, I'm great. Things are fine. Angel of the Lord come into that midst of that lion's den last night. Shut the mouths of them lions. I used one, and it doesn't really say this, but I'm going to put this spin on I even used one of them for a pillow. We had a good time. Just like a bunch of little pussycats. That's for you, Jenna. Jenna's a cat person. Think about that. God sealed the mouths of the lions and protected Daniel just as he will protect you and I when we will be obedient to God's will. When we'll be obedient to what God has called and asked us to do. But you know there's one thing. That Daniel had a relationship with God. Just as I mentioned earlier, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a relationship with God. If Daniel had not had that relationship with God, it would have been a whole different story. Leads to the point is... What is your relationship to God? You see, we can pray. We can seek out God's face. But unless we have that personal relationship through Jesus Christ with God, the story that there's prayers in the attic of the churches is true. Many, many years ago, I read a story about an electrician that he was teasing with a pastor of a church. He was in the attic of their church, and he come out of there, and he thought he'd pull a little bit of a joke on the pastor. And he says, Pastor, I was in your attic checking out some wiring, and I heard these strange voices. pastor said, do what? He said, yeah, he said, I heard all of these strange voices in the attic. And the pastor caught on. He said, yeah, it's probably those people that come that don't have the right relationship, and that's as far as their prayers got. You see, when we pray for prayers to work, prayers to have an effect, We have to have that relationship through Jesus. Without Jesus, we're nothing. Without Jesus, we have no hope. Without Jesus, there'll be no sealing of the lion's mouths. One of these days, there's going to be destruction. Are you going to be one of those that when you walk before the white, great white throne judgment seat of Christ, and he's the only one that is willing or only one able to open the Lamb's book of life 
and you walk up to that judgment table and you look Jesus in the face, is your name written in the book? If your name is not in the book, you're not getting in. Don't care how good you've been. Don't care how much money you give to the church. You could give all $125,000 to missions. It won't get you to heaven. You could be here every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. And every other time that the doors of this building are open, but without a relationship with Christ, you're not getting in. There's no way. For by grace, through faith, are you saved. Not by works, lest any man should boast. Without the relationship with Christ, you're not going to get in. And the reason that the mouths of the lions were sealed and David walked out of the lion's den was because of his relationship with Christ, with God. You know what happened? Those people, men, that had tricked the king weren't as lucky. They thought they had it together. But the scripture tells us that the king had them thrown into the lion's den and they said they was Breaking of bones and a feast going on. That tells me. And you know, this is a story that points us to what's coming in the future. You look at Isaiah chapter 65, verse 25. It tells us that the wolf in the future, the wolf will lay with the lamb. Now, how many times have you seen a wolf and a lamb together that one wasn't, that the wolf wasn't devouring the lamb today? And it says that the lion will eat straw like a cow, like a bullock, it says, means a cow. You know what? One of these days is coming to where there's going to be peace. There's going to be the getting together in unity of man and animals. But when that day comes, if your name's not written in the book of life, it'll be too late for you. Because you didn't have that relationship with Christ. And think about this. Isaiah wrote about this. Even before Christ was born. But it's a picture of what's coming in the future. That's how powerful and mighty my God is. But my question to you as Brother Keith comes. Are you sure 
If you were to walk out these doors tonight in the same position you are right now, and Jesus comes before the sun comes up in the morning, or you're in a car wreck, and eternity begins for you tonight, is your name written in the book of life? Do you have that personal relationship with Christ? If not, tonight's the time. No one's going to come back and force you to come. No one's going to make you come. Nobody's going to call you out. But you have to make that decision. You know, that's something special about God. He doesn't force us to do anything. But he's here ready for us if we'll step out and come. And Satan's probably told you many times, oh, just wait a while. You're young. You've got plenty of years left. Back in the 70s, there was a song came out called Plenty of Time. I don't know whether any of you have ever heard it or not. But the song is about an 18-year-old girl. The writer of it wrote about a, his experience in, of an 18-year-old girl that kept resisting and resisting and saying no to God, no to God, no to God because Satan kept telling her she had plenty of time. She died before she made restitution with God. And the song says, now all I have is time. Time in the wrong place. So as will you stand with us tonight?